Hello and welcome to this episode of BIA's Leading Local Insights podcast. I'm Rick Ducey, Managing Director of BIA Advisory Services. We're excited to have this podcast to provide an immediate and deeper look into our current insights and assessments of local media. Every Tuesday, a member of our analyst team will provide insights into local traditional and digital ad platforms. We'll talk about BIA's ad forecast updates, offer deep insights into business verticals, and consider tech and business model trends in all the local media space. If you have an idea of what you'd like us to cover, let us know. Send us an email at podcast at BIA.com. Let's get started here. Today, we're talking about getting the most out of social media for news audience development and revenue growth with Kim Wilson, president and founder of Social News Desk. How are you doing today, Kim? Awesome. Thanks for having me, Rick. You bet. Absolutely. Well, welcome to BIA's Leading Local Insights podcast today. So let's get started by learning a bit more about you, Kim, uh, kind of your background and how you come to be leading Social News Desk. Um, sure. So I'm a journalist. Uh, you know, I graduated from the J School at University of Florida. Uh, I worked in TV news um, for a long time as a producer, EP, reporter, newsroom manager. Um, and I kind of had this, you know, aha moment, as they say, I guess, in 2010. Um, back then, social media was kind of starting to become a bigger part of what we did in newsrooms. And really, there were no tools, no software, no companies kind of helping newsrooms succeed in social media. And so, um, you know, I saw the need. Uh, I started a company. Uh, today, Social News Desk works with thousands of newsrooms all over the world. Um, and our focus is really you know, how do we make newsrooms and journalists more efficient, um, more profitable? Um, and and really, at the end of the day, how do we help them reach more people, um, you know, with the news and information that's so important? It's interesting. I actually remember some of those early days when you're doing some of those um, industry panel presentations. Yeah. And you're up there and I'm thinking, man, she is so super smart. And then I'm like talking to the broadcasters around me and they're saying, we don't exactly know what she's talking about, but it's probably <laughs> important. <laughs> so it's like, it's fun to see how far um, you and, and Social News Desk and really the phenomenon of how social media interact with broadcast media uh, in a really synergistic and kind of compelling way. But even so, as I think we're going to learn um, as we dig a bit more into our podcast here, uh, broadcasters can still be doing a better job. I think they're probably better than they were <laughs> certainly back when you started this and saw the needs. But I think there's still a lot left to be done. So I'm excited to hear more from you about what you're seeing there. So um, let's let's think about that. We know how important social media are for broadcast news operations for audience development. Uh, and there's a few different ways we can go about that. And certainly that's how you've devoted yourself and your company to helping broadcasters. But um, what are there some are there like core recommendations that you like to see broadcasters follow when it comes to how to use social media to get um, their audience extended and developed? I mean, come come and see our digital news product. Uh, and so audience development, I mean, there's one I've used this statistic a couple of different times. I saw um, uh, one of the major audience uh, ratings um, reports uh, looking at broadcast over the air news audience versus digital news audience. And um, the results came back then in some markets, 
the digital news audience is actually higher than the over-the-air audience, which is kind of shocking to this broadcaster. They, they, this is in the past year or so, and they're like, mm, we really have to pay attention to our digital news audience. You know, it's not just kind of out there. This is this is this is how people touch our brand. So, what what have you distilled out as sort of a common core of, of best practices that you like to see your clients or broadcasters in general um, start to follow? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a really interesting question. And I think social media and specifically Facebook still represent the largest source of traffic to to a lot of these broadcast news websites. So if the sort of adage of, you know, go where the people are, if that if that's true, then then social distribution is still incredibly important for broadcasters and if not growing. Um, so the real question to me always is how do you how do you balance that critical um, distribution with the very real requirements of running a profitable business. Um, and I think it comes down to that in a lot of cases. You know, one of the things that I always say is, you know, I, I think people are in agreement that social media is, is a significant place for audience. Um, but like, what do you do with it? Um, so, you know, one thing is, you know, it sounds simple, but monetize your website. So I think that that, you know, at first glance seems like oversimplified advice. But the truth of the matter is, that there are so many ways to do this. And I think broadcasters have really only kind of scratched the surface. Um, you know, there's this argument that they can't make money, you know, from ads on the website. Um, you know, they're blaming Google, Facebook, you know, these guys are depressing the market. And I think all that might be very true, but the flip side is that there are major media companies, um, you know, especially in the print realm, like Gannett, for example, that is talking about, um, I think that the CEO said they want like 10 million paid subscribers in the next five years or something like that. And you know, if you think about that kind of scale and volume, that's a lot of money and that's a really significant revenue stream. And I, you know, I know that TV broadcasting, you know, local news broadcasting is different than newspaper, but this idea of like earning recurring revenue from some core slice of audience that will pay for, you know, premium content or whatever that is, I think the broadcasters haven't explored that quite enough. And, and I realize that this segment is about you know, social media monetization, but, you know, but I say, if we consider that, you know, the, the strategy is designed to leverage social as a source of promotion for some sort of product that you're monetizing right. and that your, you know, your website or, or your premium content or whatever it is, you know, an affiliate shopping network, there's so many places where if you can harness that, that traffic on social and drive it to something like that product, then then all of a sudden social media is a huge positive for your business model. And it doesn't feel so at odds with what you're trying to do. And I think, you know, when I speak to broadcasters, I love to use like that product word, you know, because I think again, you know, the 5 p.m. news is a product, right? Like, and for now still a lucrative one, um, but you can introduce other products as a broadcaster. Um, you know, there's uh, the, the team at um, San Antonio uh, KSAT TV, they had started up this like events program pre-pandemic and they had this sort of VIP thing. And, you know, you could, um, you know, as a member of the community, you could buy access to go to events or to meet people in the community or whatever. And they used their social media audience to promote that and to sell the tickets and to sell the memberships and whatever. Um, you know, we're seeing many of our newspaper customers who are who are monetizing like newsletters, email newsletters, um, like premium memberships and sponsorships and things like that. But the way that they're getting people to be driven to that that product is through social media. So if we agree that you know social media is providing this sort of um, very important distribution channel, and that we're using it to send out you know critical news and information to our communities, there there's value, of course, in that. Um, but I think that you know for broadcasters to also use it as a way to to build brand awareness, to generate traffic 
to then harness that and drive it towards something that they can control and earn money from, such as something like a product. I think to me, that's a place where we can actually, you know, grow and diversify as local news broadcasters. And I think, you know, that is, is uh, uh, to me, a very realistic answer to the question of like, how do we get more revenue out of social media versus something like, you know, going to Facebook and saying, you know, pay us for our content, which I think is, you know, uh, a somewhat unrealistic proposition when you compare it to something that you have much more control over, such as creating your own product. Um, and then again, you know, using social to drive to that. So, I mean, some of the key takeaways I'm hearing from this advice you're offering is sort of um, social media, Facebook, other social media, um, you know, basically uh, you're best off as a broadcaster viewing that as a Barker channel, if you will. Um, you want to attract people uh, to get the brand out there, get interest and in engagement. And that engagement is pulling them into some other outcome uh, to your mobile app and download it to your website. And I really like what you're advocating here is getting into subscription or, or other kinds of news product services. So you see like Apple offering that um, and Amazon is, is getting more deals, particularly with TV broadcasters and local news with their Fire TV platform. So I mean, I, I think in the next um, kind of iteration of um, news and, and broadcaster opportunities, you can drive people back to your own and operated assets as you're familiar with them, uh, apps and sites, but then getting into some other premium products or advertising supported products makes sense too. So I mean, that is part of your core practice. I mean, you've got this news product that you're investing in and that can render itself across several different platforms and several different formats. And having that holistic view is really important uh, from a revenue and business development perspective. And the way to feed that business is you want to develop your audience and leveraging your content, you know, putting the right amount of content. So hopefully it gets um, shared and, you know, engaged uh, with people. It's all part of a good plan, but you, don't, you may not look directly at the monetization from some of these social channels. It's you, Those are outreach channels uh, to drive people to other places where you can engage them, serve them, uh, keep them happy, and along the way, monetize it with advertising, subscriptions, or sponsorships, or some, some other sort of monetization model. Yeah, and I mean, there, you know, there certainly are ways to directly monetize social, so I don't want to discredit that. I mean, that is, that is certainly a a way to go. Um, I, you know, there are, for example, um, you know, branded content. So branded content is obviously a big, you know, a, sort of a big theme these days. Um, but, you know, when you think about branded content in terms of social media, there's some pretty lucrative opportunities there. And that's a much more, again, sort of direct ROI from social as you build your brand and your brand becomes bigger and bigger in every way that you do that, but also on social media, your brand becomes valuable for advertising. Obviously, that's the model of, of, of broadcasting in general. But if you if you apply that to a social media style of advertising, then basically, you know, you you are out there selling branded content ads. So, you know, as a local broadcaster, you can be listed in Facebook's news page index. So if you are, you can then partner with an advertiser who wants to, again, kind of leverage your brand to promote their business on Facebook. So you are effectively selling them an ad on Facebook and you're using Facebook's branded content method um, to post the ad. So by doing that, it kind of shows up as being from uh, both the brand and your TV station sort of together. And so, 
Notably, there are lots of studies that show that when the advertiser's content is presented this way, as opposed to being presented just as coming from them and them alone, uh, the ad tends to get three to four X the engagement um, compared compared to that same ad if, if the advertiser ran it on their own. Um, so that means you now have a very uh, defensible um, and very significant margin opportunity on, you know, basically selling, you know, what amounts to your, um, you know, strong brand on, on Facebook. So, you know, you might charge a sponsor, you know, $1,000 or something for a branded content post. Only about $250 of that actually goes toward purchasing the branded content ad, and then the rest is yours. So, you know, in terms of looking for direct ROI, kind of that agency model, um, I think this can be a, a really lucrative one. Um, and, you know, again, just because the results are, are pretty strong. So let me pick your brain about that, because just given where we are in industry events, um, I'm thinking of IDFA and so much of Facebook traffic is mobile uh, and, you know, the platform, the iPhone has been has big, been a big contributor to that. So losing that audience targeting granularity um, with with Apple's done with IDFA and making it opt in uh, instead of opt out, you know, Facebook is facing some challenging, uh, some challenging times with their advertising. But the branded content and that contextual targeting um, has a lot of power, just like you're saying. So do you think there's, you know, at this moment with a kind of a third party cookie reduction by Google and what Apple's been doing with IDFA, you know, one of the things I'm hearing people looking at is the growing importance of relevance of contextual advertising versus data driven um, audience targeting when we're losing the granularity of that targeting uh, with cookies and IDFA. So is this, you know, possibly a great time for broadcasters to say, Boy, that branded content and that contextual targeting that we can offer as broadcasters, both over the air as well as with our digital platforms and social platforms, this is the time we should be putting the pedal to the metal, really focusing on this. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Rick. And I think that, you know, um, sort of leveraging the moment, if you will, and saying, you know, look, no one has all the answers to what's happening right now with, um, you know, with with the, the data privacy and Facebook advertising and all of that. But, um, you know, as a salesperson in a local in a local broadcast TV station, I can definitely go to my advertising pool and say, listen, you know, this is a little up in the air, but my brand is solid. People in this community know and love my brand. And, you know, if you if you essentially hit your wagon to mine with these with these ads, you're much, much more likely to get a, you know, a good good return on that investment. And I think, you know, the other side of that coin is, you know, it makes, um, you know, uh, getting that first party data more important than ever. Um, and there are methods that you can work with your advertisers to help them collect, you know, email addresses directly, first party data, um, which they can then use to remarket to, et cetera. And, you know, those kinds of things are, you know, you're going to, again, if, if I'm the, the plumber in a local market, I'm trying to get some email addresses for, you know, for my marketing efforts, you know, you, you probably are going to have a better chance getting more of those, again, through a branded content ad with a TV station that is reputable in the market versus, you know, going out on your own as the plumber and trying to get people to sign up for an email. So I think that there's a lot to be said there. And there may be a bigger, as you said, opportunity than ever because of the fact that that first party data is so important and that that sort of recognized branding is so important. So this is um, a lot. I mean, and so I know that broadcasters have um, social media people on staff. Uh, but it's, it's overwhelming. I mean, it's a lot of automation. There's AI. Uh, there's all the data management. There's publishing techniques. I mean, one of the things I heard from one broadcaster is, you know, they, they get that Facebook is great for inbound referrals, um, but they have younger um, reporters who are used to writing 
you know, in Twitter and in short posts. And so they give away the whole story, you know, inside a Facebook post. <laughs> so rather than driving them to a website, you know, somebody might say, hey, that's cool. And then move on to the next post. So it's a certain writing style that, that makes a difference. But maybe tell us a little bit about your secret sauce. How do you, you know, what are all the different things you do? I mean, we'll pull back the curtain and there's there's, there's Kim, the, the wizard. Um, what are all the dials and, and things you're moving there to make things happen so well? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think a lot of it at this point comes with, you know, experience. We've been doing this for 11 years now. We worked with, you know, tens of thousands of journalists and we rely on them very heavily in terms of, you know, what we're going to build as a company, what software is is needed. You know, that was how we started. Um, I started Social News Desk because there was a need, not because I had a solution. Um, I just knew there needed to be one and I would somehow come up with it. And so we, you know, we still use that as our guiding principle. When we build software, we go out and we say, what's your problem? Like, what do you need help with? Um, and so, you know, honestly, the thing we we have always heard and we continue to hear is that people who work in newsrooms have more things to do than they have hours in the day, you know? Um, and I think that, you know, for us solving that problem with our publishing tools. So SND dashboard is our, is our publishing and analytics tool. And, and it's really about efficiency. So how do we get your best content to the largest audience with the least amount of time and resources from your team? And I, you know, we, we've recently put out a new feature, which we call planner. So I kind of describe it as hybrid automation because, you know, we're not just going to automatically post whatever to social media, random things, you know, even though that would certainly save some time, <laughs> but it wouldn't be very effective. So what we're doing, you know, is different because we're acknowledging, um, you know, the the critical um, editorial process and, and how important that is in social media publishing. So um, instead of you know, automation that can tend to remove the journalists from the process, we are using, you know, the AI um, really to make that journalist faster, um, to help them make more data-driven decisions. And sometimes that does mean 100% like automated publishing. Um, and other times, you know, it really doesn't. And I think that, you know, for me, the magic is providing that flexibility, providing the opportunity for newsrooms to know when to automate and to what degree, um, and in cases where automation doesn't make sense, to at least have the data and you know as much um, you know uh, information at their fingertips to make quick, uh, justified, good decisions about publishing. You know that I think is really what you know our role is. Yeah, um, boy, that's terrific. A lot to do, and um, I know there are a lot of people that are glad you're doing it for them <laughs> or with them. Um, two things before we close out. One thing um, we covered a lot, but I want to make sure I give you a chance to see if there's something else um, that you wanted to cover before we before we um, break away from this podcast. And then uh, lastly, just um, I know people want to get a hold of you, so um, let us know how people can reach out to you. But anything else we haven't touched on that you want to make sure uh, you cover? Yeah. So, you know, in terms of I always like to give like actionable, you know, sort of ideas. So for for um, for my TV broadcasters, one of the things I've really been suggesting lately is to kind of reassess and reevaluate what you're doing in terms of advertising yourself on Facebook. So the truth is that, you know, buying ads on Facebook can be very successful to promote your content, drive your traffic. Um, you mentioned app downloads at one point. It, it, you know, some have even been shown to drive tune in. So the problem, though, is that most broadcasters are honestly doing it sort of all wrong and wasting a lot of money in the process. Mm -hmm. And so I always suggest, you know, go to your news director, go to your CSD, whomever, and ask them, what are you spending on boosted posts on Facebook? Chances are you will find that they are spending a few hundred dollars or more a month. Um, this is sort of very popular to boost posts, you know throughout the month. Um, but when we talk to them and we kind of drill in, like, what are you boosting? Why? 
the sort of boosting strategy, if you will, is is almost arbitrary. Like they they're just sort of boosting a random post here and there. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody they like the story, or it's a sweeps piece, or who knows what the reason. But it's not usually particularly strategic. So then the problem is that without that data, you have no idea what you're really trying to produce right. in terms of the result, and you're not measuring that result. You're just spending money. So um, what we tell our, our broadcasters to do is to think of that same pool of money and try to figure out a better way to spend it than, than just boosting posts. So we actually developed a product recently, well, an, an algorithm, if you will, we call it dynamic news ads technology. So we use this to help you build that better ad. So we call them an always on auto boost campaign. So what this is, is basically we use artificial intelligence to identify kind of the best content that you have in real time and then automatically turn it into ads. So the stories that are being promoted are changing all the time. Um, As the news changes, as the audience changes, if there's breaking news, all of it's sort of happening automatically. So instead of boosting like this story here, this story there, you're able to more consistently promote your brand and leverage what is a very powerful channel to do so. Um, You're much more likely to put your money behind the right content sort of in the right moment. And we see two to three times the reach, increased engagement, more clicks, um, oftentimes the added benefit of like a lift in Facebook followers even. Um, you can also do these to promote app downloads or to promote TuneIn or just to generally promote the stories that you're doing. So again, this is I, I like this because this is money that you're probably already spending, whether you know it or not. Somebody in your newsroom is probably boosting posts and spending a few hundred dollars a month on this. And those hundred dollars could be harnessed in such a better way. So I would I would encourage anyone interested, reach out to us check out SND's dynamic news ads tech. I would love to show you how it works. You can reach out to me at info at socialnewsdesk.com. That is wonderful. Thank you so much, Kim. Um, Really enjoyed having you with us today. Um, If you're interested uh, in more information on how to best use social media for news audience development and revenue growth, um, please reach out to Kim. Uh, Obviously, she's an expert with a lot of experience and passion uh, to share for this. So good, good luck with that. Thank you for joining us today. This has been Rick Ducey uh, for BIA's Leading Local Insights podcast with our special guest, um, Kim Wilson from Social News Desk. Remember to subscribe to our podcast where we bring industry insights straight to you every week.